Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I am Charisma O'Keefe, and we are here every Thursday talking to you about business, entrepreneurship, balance, life, and so many other things. And we've been doing this for about five years now, six years. We're in the first grade. That's really, that is old for a podcast, I feel like. Um, It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here talking to you about business. We interview amazing people. Sometimes we chat just the two of us because we have been entrepreneurs for a very, very long time <laughs> at our big age. Well, now. I was going to say, if you're listening to this, if I upload it on Wednesday, it's your birthday. If I upload it on Thursday, the way it should be, you know, then it's the day after, but you have aged one year. So Capricorn season, yes. happy birthday, happy pre-birthday recording. It's really wild because it's just, I feel like it, it just really, was my yeah, I'm still shook because that good, was our that last, was last like good big day thing we all together <laughs> before. Yeah. So I feel like it just for like, I feel like that's, that was like that pause moment in time. And then it was like, oh, and then since then it's just been like all of this. Like, I feel like we switched mm-hmm. to another timeline, you know? We jumped uh, out of the like back of the van as, like, Scott Lane did yes. in, in game. Yeah, so it's, like, everything has felt, like, off since then. Um, and I was really hoping that this birthday would be the birthday to reset, but it is not. Um, I was really hoping to be able to get everybody together. We were going to rent out a theater and, like, watch a nerdy movie and have a good time, have everybody together. And I was, you know, trying to collect, like, at-home tests to make sure everyone could test ahead of time. But, you know, when I originally made this plan, like, cases were very low. So it was like, okay, yeah, like, things are going well. And then Omarion danced up on the scene and now we are back in the house for the most part, um, only seeing, you know, small groups of people at a time. So, yeah, I reserve the right, though, to celebrate my birthday whenever I feel like it and whenever it is safe again. So that's pretty much like what I'm planning to do. As soon as it's safe, everybody's going to get an invitation for me and so be like, hello, we're doing my birthday now. I don't care if it's you know, March or June or whatever, it's my birthday time now. So yeah, but I'm like, in the meantime, I'm just doing mini celebrations throughout the month. And I'm just, you know, I'm just happy the sky's blue. John and I, like, you can tell that we had like a real winter last year, because we will literally just be driving in the car. And and, like, he'll be like, wow, the sky is so blue. I'm like, (laughs) I was just thinking the same thing. Like, and we literally do this like every few days. Like if we have to, you know, if we're going to the grocery store or whatever, we're we're just like in awe of the sky being blue, the grass being green. When we walk Valkyrie, we're like, look at this palm tree. It's so green. Like this grass is so green. I mean, we must sound like literally hide anybody walking by, but we were just that's that the, excited. The PTSD like is real from last winter. <laughs> it's so bad. It is so bad. And like, yeah, I, the other day when it was kind of a little gray out, I was really like nervous um, to the point where like, and I didn't go outside most of the day to the point where Valkyrie finally came up to me. And she was like, you need to go on this walk with us. Like, she refused to, like, leave. She was like, I have experienced this before. We're not doing that. You gotta get outside. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, the sky is gray. Like, I know how you get, like, we gotta get outdoors. So, yeah, literally my dog, like, forced me to go for a walk. But, yeah, I I definitely am super, super affected by seasonal depression. And I really hope that, you know, any of you listening, if you're living in a place where you are affected by seasonal depression, like, please find like a buddy or someone to kind of like reach out to, to just to remind you to do like the little things that are simple, but also like impossibly hard when you're in that state of mind. Cause it can just be so helpful to have somebody know, like you've got to like go outside for, yeah. you know, get the lamps that you or, need to you get know, to switch out the, into your, yeah. Get the lamps to actually like, especially yep. just the one that you sit in mm-hmm. front of that, like the daylight lamp. Oh, that is like super, super helpful. Um, you know, having just like a chat with a friend or like watching a funny movie, making yourself some tea, just like simple things really do help, but it is so hard to do them when you're in that like mind frame. So yes, Godspeed to anybody dealing with winter. It is not my favorite. And I'm really like one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm excited obviously for COVID to be over for a million reasons, but one reason is that at least some people will be able to more safely 
go on vacations during winter because now I understand why everybody like when it's winter you see so many people being like I'm coming to Florida or like going to the Bahamas but like now I get it because you're like oh you need to escape that for a bit and just going away yeah but this was like not the year to do that and so if you came down here in December and you got COVID uh, AOC I'm looking at you that's on you (laughs) like we we were warned I understand it's very hard to do the winter but like do not come to Florida or Texas any of those places that like don't go to Hawaii I'm so sorry I get it like you guys it's rough yeah, do not go to Hawaii. They literally I just don't understand so how times. anyone can can go to Hawaii right now for funsies. I've truly like lost respect for so many people for just hanging out for funsies when like people who are native and have family there who live here cannot even go because of COVID. <laughs> but you're like, oh, I just needed a break for my mental yeah. health. Okay, but you're putting these people's mental health in shambles. Like that's another thing to remember is like while it is important to like take care of your mental health and self-care does not inherently need to be selfish. So that's like my takeaway for your 2022 um, people who are into trying to create self-care for yourself. Don't have to be selfish to have self-care. So please respect other people while you're trying to uplift yourself and find like routines and places for you to find your sanity. Cause I get it. Nobody wanted to be here still in this stupid pandemic. I am with you. I'm frustrated and tired and want to go out to somewhere else to eat as well. Jacinda will not let me in. So I'm still here. Just do what you can to do <laughs> find those places of solace. And like we said, the tips are getting a buddy. If you can't travel and there's nowhere to travel right now, especially right now, really shouldn't be traveling. Like get your LED lamps, put them on the settings that need to be set. Hang out with somebody virtually. And just remember that like even just getting outside of your house, like on a yeah, like, drive, like a like trip nearby. Like, for me, like, when we lived there, Alexandria wasn't super far away, but it was just such a different vibe. So we would go there and sit by the water and, you know, be completely away from people. We'd be masked up. And just sitting there and, like, doing that for an hour would be, like, just a complete reset. Yeah, exactly. We would watch, like, the planes fly in and stuff over the water. And, like, that really, really helped. So just getting into a different environment that's, you know, outside and safe, that's in a drivable distance can make a big difference for you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of new year, new you, new me, uh, same Omicron, same COVID, <laughs> same COVID, new variants. Uh, COVID. We have here to talk about some goals that we're setting for 2022. And we have a lot of episodes about goals and goal settings and how to like create uh, rational goals, etc. Yes, because it's good to have achievable goals. Like if you have goals that are just like really, really, really hard to achieve and you're not going to do it anyways, then you're going to feel kind of defeated when you don't. Then you're going to be like, well, I'm not going to set goals anymore. So I like to set things that are like very reasonable. And because for me, it's like then you make a map to get there. Like I like to let people know like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do this year. And then you have like friends or coworkers or whoever like help you actually get there and you put in steps to get there I don't think you should just have a goal that's like random like I would like (laughs) to go to the moon and there's no actionable steps that like if I really want to go to the moon then I need to go be friends with these terrible billionaires I guess you know it's like you have to take those steps rather (laughs) than just doing nothing step one LinkedIn group with the most evil human beings on the planet (laughs) step two sell soul step three Workout. Yeah, I, I swear that those guys on Twitter, when you ever, whenever you say anything bad about Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, those guys must be going to the mood. The ones yeah. that are like, don't ever talk about them. Like, they deserve every dime they have. Like geez. those guys are trying to go. To I'm the not mood. even. That's the mood is not even the most exciting thing in space. <laughs> Get out! I can't. I refuse. I refuse. I I feel like all this week, all of my rants to people have just been about having to utilize Amazon again at all because of COVID. So I just, I don't even want to talk about that man. Mm -hmm. May he like go sit in a corner somewhere and figure out what he's doing with his time. But smart goals are important because like Christmas said, otherwise you're just aimlessly listing things and not getting anywhere. And that's how people get frustrated. And too many yes, goals. Yes, yes. Um, there's much, definitely yeah. some. Uh, if you've yeah. ever been in like corporate America right now, if you've been in tech, et cetera, you understand like OKRs and that type of thing. And so applying that, if you've ever had to experience that to your personal self, can be life changing because when you do those types of goals and have that type of smart goal setting, you can't do 19, 20 things a year. You'd have a big three, usually three to five at most. 
And then you trickle down from those three to five and create like sub goals of how you're going to get to that place because you're only one person. You can only do so much. You only have 365 days. There's only 24 hours in a day. You need to be sleeping at least eight of them. Apparently like, you know what I mean? Like there's only so much time you can do and you need to be smart about how you do it because if you don't, you will go burn out really quickly. That's just how burnout is reached is that we try to achieve so much in a short period of time, especially when there's things like comparison syndrome and like, uh, imposter syndrome and doing all those things, you create systems and of um, neglect and like not being able to be consistent and just you're setting yourself up for failure. So I think the smart thing to do is a come up with three goals to start. If you have a little bit of space, a little room for five, don't. But I really do think having the top three goals and then trickling those down uh, into actionable items by quarter then actionable items by month, and then actionable items by week. And that is how you kind of get through your to-dos and your tasks and kind of achieve your goals. In case you were wondering how people like set goals and meet them, or the good thing is if you don't meet them, it's fine. Like nothing bad happens. 99.9% of the times the goals we set for ourselves, if we don't meet those goals at a certain amount of time period that we have for ourselves, most of the time, nothing bad happens. Most of the time, goals can be pushed back. Most of the time, tasks can be pushed back. We are in a pandemic. Like, we're asking a lot for our mental health to continue to be, like, sustaining this state of, like, suspended awareness and height. Even if you think it's BS and you don't believe in in COVID at all, you are still experiencing some type of anxiety based on the state of the awareness of the world around you. So you can personally believe that this is all made up and that birds aren't real or whatever, the world is flat and all those other conspiracy theories, but the back of your mind is still experiencing, like, anxiety and it's holding up in your body and we're asking our like mental health and our physical selves to do a lot of holding on to that stuff so when you're setting goals also keep in mind that you're human and you can only do so much you can only handle so much and that is why I think three goals to start with is really like where you you win as a person I agree so we're gonna break down our goals today and share them with you Um, and basically we're going to do, we each have kind of like, I would say two main work projects in our lives. Like there's more than that, but two main work projects in our lives. So we're going to share two goals for each of those. And then one that's more of like a more personal, like goal for the year, um, that's not as tied to work. Um, so why don't you start us out? Yeah, so I think, uh, this is something that we've been kind of doing for, (laughs) like three years uh is restructuring the company a little bit and we've taken small steps i feel like each year during the pandemic because we had like such big plans big ideas and um we already have like a new company that we're hold our holding company has changed and so while seven alley the name is going to stay the same we're switching things around and offerings and that type of thing so hopefully (laughs) 2022 that will be finalized and finished internally it's, it's pretty much done you know we, we definitely aren't taking certain projects as many projects I think last year we built like five websites <laughs> just in, like that is the reality of where we are did we build a bunch of other stuff and design a whole bunch of other nonsense and do a lot of consulting absolutely but switching from like this heavy like we used to do like 20 or 30 websites sometimes depending on what it was to really downsizing and working with clients who were really you know want to go on a longer journey with and that's been super helpful because these clients that we've had for like the past 12 to 18 months have really learned a lot and like are growing themselves and are learning a lot and moving into other spaces as web three like we talked about a little bit comes out we kind of like dipping our toes together so just switching that up and um finalizing that and hopefully by the end of the year we have a a different website and kind of announce that and kind of verbalize it a little bit better to the public we just don't have the time for two people um, as of now. Uh, we do have some other people that we're working with on some other things. But in terms of that space, that is kind of the top priority in terms of sevenality time. And then also just um, I think the second goal kind of leans into that a little bit, but really finding out what our uh, consultancy is and like build that out so it automates itself in a little bit more. Um, I have never been a handholdy person, as everyone has known. If you've listened to this podcast for a long time, when it comes to clients, it's a service-based client uh, 
provider where I, I don't hold hands. I just don't do it. It's, it never has worked for me and my personality type. And uh, I, I've seen some of my friends do that type of work and it, it, it wins when it goes well. It goes amazing. When it's bad, it kicks them out. Like it burns them out. It burns it's them bad. out. It's bad when it's bad. I can tell you it's from experience. Yep. You tried, you tried to tell me and 100%. It's, and that's honestly, it's like, that's why I honestly can't even work with clients in that sort of capacity on projects because projects like that, people understand the scope of the type of projects you guys do. And I did like a very scaled down teeny tiny version of, of that, not even close to it. And it's so involved. And like when you are holding hands and walking a client through everything and they are a nightmare your life is a nightmare bad um and i am my my marriage is someone and doing business with someone who is also that's the type of person they are they are a hand holder and uh had a very bad experience and so pulling that out and kind of just putting people into buckets because i still believe a lot in that dream of like the the beginner startup business owner and trying to reach that person. So I I want to re envision what that goal looks yeah. like, but you have to do it in a way where a you may, it's financially reasonable for everybody. It still is charity at some point because you're not going to become a millionaire off this type of work. It's just not. But also doing it, I think, in a group is more sustainable. Then they can hold mm, each other accountable. Yes. And also holding space for like growth and yes. like having to again goal setting and da da da. I think I would have loved that, like because I, I think like early on because so I worked right. with um Bobby like early 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 days of um doing events and photography and she is a handholder as well, um but I I still felt like so lost like God bless her just because right. I was so lost you know. Um, and so that just made her have to hold my hand more, but like, I wasn't obviously terrible, like a terrible person because she still loves me, but I'm just saying I could definitely see the benefit of something like that because it would take a little bit of a little bit of the work yeah. away from her. Like there'd obviously be a lot of like setup, but yeah, like, and, and, and then you'd have other people to sound off on and stuff. Cause at that stage you're so like, I mean, I literally like was dropping out of college and selling my car to like start my business. And I was like, am I ruining my life? You know? So talking to other people, cause that was the other big part of it. Sometimes when they're coming to you, you're the only like other business exactly. owner that and they you're know. Green. You're just green. You, you don't, they want that like reassurance exactly. from you and that's what they're um, getting from I you, think you know? Self-made does this well and some points and other points does not because to me it's a lot of money up front. I just I grew up in a different social economical area and I understand a lot of consultants and a lot of people who do courses and that type of stuff. And it is a course, so technically it's like a living course. It's not really what I'm talking about. It's similar. But I like a lot of people are like, well, you have to be ready to invest that thousand dollars and then you're ready. And I personally don't think that's true. I know people who were ready when they had like two hundred dollars and that's all they had. And they are now like multi million you know what I mean? Like that doesn't I don't believe in that mm-hmm. four figure starting price is you being ready for entrepreneurship. I think there is a way to get people at a lower price point to commit. And I think having them in a group area and setting is is it works i just think you have to have be smart about it for yourself because it is a great way to bring yourself out um but there is better technology now like discord and etc where you can automate a lot of information a lot of like conversations and making sure that you're not like setting yourself up for failure being like okay well here's my phone number you can text me whatever you want that's not what i'm trying to do so that is something that i think is important that i want to see us build out um this year in a way that's sustainable for everybody involved because I think there's an opportunity there I've talked to people about it locally I want to kind of like segment it into like a local group because there's a bunch of COVID entrepreneurs who who came out doing products you know here in our our area that are mostly women and mothers um, or female presenting people and so I think that's a group that needs help because they're not taken seriously a lot of the time they uh, usually burn themselves out very quickly. And I think they all have the people I'm thinking about have really good products. And so I kind of want to get them like at least understanding systems that will make their lives easier. Like you don't have to do this and this and that. So it's just that type of piece. Um, I'm definitely excited to kind of work on that when, when I have time to do it would be great. <laughs> so those are my, my big two <laughs> uh, for at least seven right now. 
I wish I could like just manipulate time, like if I had the time stone and give you like an extra month I, to just like, truly honestly, there's so many projects that are like going on always at one time. It's bananas. So yeah, I'm like, because I wouldn't even, like, I would say, oh, I want to give you a break, but I know what you want is more time to work. six hours every day that I'm not tired by banks. That'd be great. You're like, that would solve a lot of issues. Um, okay, so heading into a new year with the nonprofit, I do have, like, two main goals that are on my mind. Um, so the first one, it's really interesting because when I was, you know, early stages being like, I think I want to do this nonprofit thing. And around that time, we had um, Josh on the podcast from Black Orlando Tech, who you brought on and you've, you know, worked in different circles and such together. And he was gracious enough to have a chat with me um, in early days where I just was like, I don't know what any of this is. Like, tell me anything you can tell me about running a nonprofit. And something that I found out from him um, from that early chat was that like him and most of the founders originally decided, you know, that like them taking um, salaries would be like a like a much later like that was not the main focus, you know, like that they wanted to get other people in and pay those people. And then eventually they would get salaries. And that is kind of like how I feel about this year is that I would like to have a grant writer on staff before I would like to pay myself. To me, I feel like I'm going to do the things I'm going to do regardless. Like, yeah, I do want to get paid for them, obviously, eventually. But um, I do think that, like, what a grant writer could bring to the table is, like, so invaluable and, like, or so valuable and so, like, just it could bring in the other salaries and you know everything else like that that we would need to work with but that's what I want the most is like a grant writer because it's just it's a game changer when you can get grants and of course like every every dollar literally counts when you have like a small nonprofit. like the donations and stuff that we get everything goes directly to helping the kids and a lot of it is just like printing materials because printing materials is expensive um, so that's pretty much what we're spending money on at this point is just printing materials. So know that if you've donated, then it's been printed materials that are going straight into the hands of um, a student um, or a youth. Um, but yeah, it would be great to have a grant writer in so we could, you know, do all the different things we want to do with the money that that grant writer would bring in. So that's kind of what I want to do is kind of have some events and such this year that are either outside or online or whatever, you know, depending, like, we'll obviously have to adapt with whatever, if there's a variant or whatever is going on at the moment. Um, but having events that will basically help us fund the money to hire a grant writer, like that is the main goal to me before having my own salary or in a salary. Um, and then the second thing that I really hope to do this year, which like last year, I was like, I want to do this. I hope this happens. But you know, some of it's unfortunately out of my control, because I am not the government, so I can't control what is going on with this variant or COVID. So we're going to see how we handle this again heading into this new year. But I would like to do in-person presentations by the end of this year. Um, I'm hoping that that is a goal that is going to be reasonable. There's not too much prep that I can do for it. Obviously, like I'm, you know, triple vaxxed and I wear mask or whatever. Um, so, you know, for my end, I'm doing my part, but I just have to see how things go. Um, as of right now, like obviously Anna and I are not comfortable heading into a school at the moment to do a presentation because it's, I, they, I, I don't know where they're at right now with masks and such, but I know that like, in Orange County, like, if you were a student, you it's didn't have same. to wear a mask if you didn't want to. <laughs> okay. And, like, they had told teachers, you also, like, first they allowed students not. It was very weird because I'm just like, why Why did the teachers have to wear a mask and the students didn't have to? That was weird to me. Like, I don't know. That was strange. But first, students didn't have to. And then they said, teachers, you also don't have to. And so, of course, John was in there wearing, like, all the masks and having, like, a bubble around him and being like, please stay away from me. Although a lot of his kids were, but, you know, some of them didn't. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, right now, we're not, like, trying to get into a class actively, like, let's say, 
this month or next month. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully things improve and maybe at some point in 2022, we can actually get in person. Um, if not at a school, then maybe at a community center where it would be a smaller group. And at a community center, I think we could possibly have a little bit more control over how like everyone's seated and that sort of thing. I worked for the YMCA for many years and also volunteered there and spearheaded some programs there. Um, so I'm thinking possibly like, you know, reaching out to like the Dr. Phillips YMCA or something like that and seeing if we could get something where, you know, we could rent out the whole, not rent out, but like utilize the gym or something, you know, a bigger space and then have like 12 kids right. in there and talk to them. You know what I mean? Something like that. So if, if it's looking like halfway through the year, like, okay, schools are just not going to happen this year, then I think we'll probably move into that format for the time being. But yeah, I just want to look do these the kids need kids this and, presentation because you know, they, they need, uh, they need the information. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And oh, well, this isn't like necessarily like on this list, but something that I'm excited that we're doing is we're going to start having just with like a few kids that we know personally, um, we're going to have them basically like meet up at Anna's once a month and make a whole bunch of like TikToks and such. Cause I was like, I don't want to be in all the videos. Cause I'm an old to them. I'm like ancient. So they're like, we don't care. Look, I try to, to tell brands this cause brands are obsessed um, <laughs> with TikTok and the idea of reaching teenagers there. But I'm like, everyone who works here is a uh, elder millennial up, up plus plus kids do not care yeah. what we have to say they don't they're not concerned with what we have to say and they're not even on the same platforms as us so we're gonna have you know like people that we like kids right. we know kids in our families that are, are they are 18 um and we know them so that way it takes you know whatever um uh, but yeah just kind of helping us with making like little tiktok videos that are about you know, and it'll be things like, you know, red flags from a partner or, you know, how to, you know, practice self-care and things like that. But coming from another teenager, so they're going to be like, oh, okay, like, I like her outfit. She's cool. She's not an elder millennial who is geriatric. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and listen to her. Um, yeah. The only people that are trying to listen to us is like, you know, other people that are also oh, older. Yeah. Yeah, so. people. Um, so moving on into the Studio 404 paper, which is tr truly uh, a thing. I actually had um, someone come over and I had given them coffee in one of the mugs. I forgot which one. I was like, the pump spice. I have extras. And they were like, the mug is heavy. And I was like, it is, right? Like, And they were like, it doesn't look heavy on, on social media. So it just gave me an idea of like the way that I present things on social media for the products that I have have to be, I don't know, I, approaching in a different way. So coming up with the social media strategy or release strategy for the next upcoming collection, because uh, I want to be more clear about the way things are going, but also I just, so the upcoming collection, which I was going to do this week, I push it, I'm pushing it back until spring just because I looked at what was happening in e-commerce a, and how people are spending money and people are not spending as much as they were because of COVID, because a lot of people caught COVID, so a lot of people were sick. But the people who are spending money are spending money in the big box retailers. And so small businesses are like at a halt. Like if you're in any Etsy groups, if you're in any small business groups, you've probably seen the threads that are like, help, I'm not getting as many orders. My orders are really low. Like what is happening? What's going on? So I definitely think we're trending down a little bit in people spending. And so I don't want to release products in a time where no one's making spending money because like, if they're not spending money at like really great, like, you know, small businesses, they're definitely not going to come to my little shop and spend money. So being smarter about uh, that and being smarter to release. I think I'm just going to do two releases this year. I might do a, like a surprise pop-up thing, depending on like if we do any in-person events, because we had talked about possibly doing some pop-ups or some sales or some type of stuff in person. And so I think I might do some new cards for those people they're more local and like prints that are local based. So things that are, I have some ideas for more like Orlando themed things um, because we've lived here for so long, but they, I don't think they would do well online. You definitely think it's just like a thing that you see in person and you pick it up. So that's yeah. kind of where I would go for that. So if I, I two major collections, but possibly like one locals only 
type of thing uh, is where I'm going. So just being smarter about that because people are definitely spending money differently than they did in 2020 and in 2021. And that trending is already apparent, even though we're making more money, but people are are trying to save more because it's just so uncertain about being, I think people really thought we were going to be like done (laughs) by this time. And we are like, cases and the numbers are higher than they've ever been. And that is not what anybody had on their bingo board. So I think people are just trying to be conservative with spending. So um, as a retailer, I think you have to yeah. watch those trends and be smart about it. So that type of thing is is one, coming up with collections that are meaningful, that are impactful, but also are released at the right time. <laughs> so that is a, a mm-hmm. real thing. Yes. And then also uh, redoing the website a little bit. There are some things and some updates that I've started to work on on the back end that I want to finish and we'll launch out. So very similar to like Sevenality, we got to update our sites and stuff, so... Uh, studio 44 is kind of new where it's on a theme i haven't done it's customized a little bit but it's still a theme so um might switch some things up and do a little bit but not too much because again people are trending away from like really doing the most you know what i mean like i feel like we were in this point in like design etc where people were like really mm-hmm. yes. thriving and like really making things design perfect and like that is not the way the world <laughs> moves right now and I'm not putting in all that time just so like designers can say I'm doing a great job. Like that's just, I'm, it's not going to make me more money. It doesn't make sense. So I want to do what makes sense for yeah. me and personalize it. Obviously not have trash website, but I'm not going to make a site. That's like, like the way anthropology site is built. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like it's too much. It's so, too much. Uh, updating the website a little yeah. bit too faster. We already updated our server because uh, David, del- I think I talked about it. <laughs> he deleted all our sites, like our server, <laughs> one time last year, late last year, and rebuilt it from scratch. And it's faster than it's ever been. So uh, just making sure that the site design kind of is updated a little bit. I remember that, and I was just like, my brain hurts from even thinking. We're about still learning about things that, that are broken. Like every now and again, we, we find something on a site that we like don't use often, and we're like, oh, that's broken. We should fix it, and then he just fixes it. So that was a fun time. Yeah, yeah. I should have a goal for Kismet and Charisma being to like update my website, but I'm like, it's kind of a little far down the list, but. I do feel like I probably need to do that. I just have like a Shopify site and I'll probably keep having a Shopify site, but I think that like I need to do like a different like layout on it or whatever. Um, But kind of like you said, like I don't plan to get too like wild with it. I feel like a big part of my brand is like minimalism. Um, And so I just love like a very, very clean organized straightforward site I need to definitely spend more time on like photos and such which you would think that I would do because I'm a photographer and I photograph stuff for a living for well over a decade but honestly like up until very recently I have not wanted to like even be in the same room as my camera I really felt like it was like beyond out of love with it it was just like I don't even want to like deal with you Uh, But now I'm feeling like I've come out of that and I'm like actually enjoying taking photos and stuff again. So I think I'm going to get, you know, start getting creative with the photography and stuff again, um, both for social and for the website. And I think like because my site is like photo heavy, a lot of the tone of it is like set by the photos, you know. Um, So with better photos, it'll feel like a new website. But yeah, man, it's it's a lot keeping up with all of it. So I guess my two like biggest goals for Christmas and Christmas this year are number one is to launch 10 new scents. I actually want to launch more than that, but I'm like, okay, keep it at 10 and then smash that goal and then keep going. Uh, But yeah, all the scents that we already have do really well. I am going to do a re-release of some of our classic scents this year, but I'm excited to like add some new scents into the mix. So working on, you know, perfecting those. We've been working on them um, since like late November. And that is a lot of what I did during that two weeks that I took off. I was just kind of playing around with scents and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, just going to kind of continue developing those scents out. Um, And then like, I've pretty much already come up with all the names and everything for all of them. Um, So after the scents are completed, I'll do the labels and then we'll start pouring and start the process. So I'm excited about that. 
Um, I'm not going to launch all 10 at the same time because that would be bananas. Um, but the goal is to launch 10 new scents throughout the year, possibly more, plus, of course, throwing in some of our classic scents that people love so much, like Evening Star. Um, and then the other thing I want to do is launch a new product type. Um, so not a candle, but something different because that was always the goal. And in the past, we've sold, um, out of Kismet Christmas, we've sold tea towels, we've sold tote, tote bags. The reason that I don't necessarily want to sell those things anymore is because of how entirely time consuming it is to do like printing on Canva, transferring it to the thing. And I also found it to be like really nerve wracking for me because, you know, obviously you want everything to be perfect on it. And so the transfer would be super stressful to me. Um, and so I was just like, I don't want to do like, you know, somebody ordered like 18 bags and like, it was like not fun making them. So I was like, this is really taking out the fun for me. It's a very different process to me for candles. Like, I just think that I'm just naturally better at candles to be honest. And then I don't know, it's just a different process. Like it feels just more like it feels wonderful and magical and like, it's just so enjoyable to me, but I just was not having that same feeling. I love designing the tote bags and designing the tea towels, but I wasn't loving making them as much. So that's something that I'm going to not do this year as much and kind of focus on other different types of products. So I'm excited to be introducing those probably throughout spring. Um, so that's going to be super fun and I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for, and, and like you were talking about, like possibly doing some local markets and stuff this year. Hopefully we should have, I actually was emailing with her earlier today. So hopefully we should have some more information on that. Maybe next episode, if not the one after that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to do like local markets and sell locally. I sell really well locally. I think something with candles like people just love it if it's like mm -hmm. a local spot you know what I mean like they just are like oh like they just connect to it being like poured like nearby where they are so I'm I'm really excited to sell more locally but the thing is is that I don't really want to do a ton of farmers markets because I just feel like if you just bought a whole bunch of you know hand poured you know luxury candles last week then you're probably not going to be at that same farmer's market needing the same thing the week after. It's not a product like food where you're going to, you know, need that much of it. Like, of course you need more, your candles eventually going to burn out. But, you know, if you buy four one week, you're not going to come back probably the next week and need more. So I am kind of like weary about farmer's markets because I'm just not sure that it'll have the sales that I really want to hit. Um, but I might explore them, but I'm really into the idea of the, like Florida or Orlando, I should say, I don't know about the rest of Florida, but Orlando does these really yeah. great markets all over town that it's like small vendors, small businesses, and they get together and they'll do like kind of a themed market and they're all over. And so it's a little more limited, a little more exclusive than a farmer's market. That's like every single week. So I kind of like the idea of, of doing a lot of those this year. And I know major has done like a ton of them with her popcorn business project pop. And she does fantastic at them. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, hey, girl, tell us all of the markets that you're doing this year so we can kind of join you mm -hmm. on a lot of those. Yeah, I think it used to. So it was definitely a bigger thing in Jacksonville prior to Orlando. Like, I feel like Orlando, we did kind of CP all the stuff that Jacksonville was doing in terms of tech. Like, that was kind of what we were looking at was what Jacksonville was doing. So I know Jacksonville was big on markets and, like, indie stuff, et cetera. And then Orlando was like, hey, we need to get our lives together because we have all this food and all these foodies and all these people making things and we should support these people. So it's nice that this is kind of like the lifestyle. And I know this is a thing in the Southeast everywhere. Like it's big in Waco and Austin and Charlotte and um, all the cities of Atlanta. <laughs> um, so, you know, as, as the Southeast kind of rises up and to support makers and markets, it's nice that we have the opportunity to do it. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's the Rona. <laughs> figuring that out um so in terms of like a personal goal I think we have kind of the same goal honestly because I truly um getting the body going <laughs> is is so important this year I'm actually trying to internally commit to doing yoga every day which I've done before it's not that I've never done it but I haven't been practicing as often um so this year that is kind of the priority is to make sure that I am practicing in some way shape or form and really getting back in tune with that practice because I feel like my body was at its best 
flexibility wise with yoga and like being able to to move and do everything and yoga and lifting go so well together and I feel like I was a great lifter when I was doing yoga a lot I just cannot go into gym because every time I plan to go into one y'all start coughing so Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know until the time of that being it's nice to be able to get my body back into the rhythm of understanding where it needs to go and as like I feel like every human being in the world who has been on the internet long enough for YouTube, et cetera, I'm doing the yoga with Adrian challenge to start the year off just because she's so easy. She's such an easy person. She's been doing mm-hmm. yoga for so long and she's done these challenges and it's so easy to do it. It's like twenty minutes at max, thirty minutes a day. Um, nothing challenging about them at all. Like it's really easy to get into it. Um, and it's just interesting how your body unlocks those memories of like, oh yeah, I used to move this way or use your core this way. Mm, yeah, which I definitely think when I sit at a desk, as long as I do, uh, it definitely has impacted mm. the way that my core moves and like is as a person. And I and like definitely still have a stronger core, being as lazy as I am, uh, <laughs> which is you know a feat in itself. And I think that comes from years and years and years of just practicing yoga let's say the yoga that you did was like very (laughs) hard (laughs) like the positions you would get yourself in i'd be like what so yeah your your core is not gonna like go away even with a year or two it's fine it's just gonna stop working no because those took though i'm sure that like at the end of the day like those moves really took years to build up to you know, so those were like hard moves. Like you would do stuff and I'd be like, girl, what? When you had your yoga Instagram, I was always like, what is a what? <laughs> like That's how? How does the body get um, into which that? I, it, in it's not place? that far. Like there's still stuff that I do. Because I still do um, a lot of, I have a friend who is a practicing yogi in town who kind of teaches, et cetera. And so she's my go-to yoga person in which we talk way too much about yoga and all the things. And she's always like, I don't understand how you're still and I was like girl I don't understand either bless blessed be the fruit or whatever it is so I guess that's that's my portion of the goal at least yeah so my personal goal this year is movement and basically I feel like you know last year I went through like winter depression seasonal depression and I feel like that turned into like COVID depression which I hadn't really had because again when COVID started, like the first thing that we did being in Florida was like, oh, let's like walk around outside, you know, the lake or whatever. And like, we have like a lot of walking areas that are like, we just genuinely walk a lot. So I think that the, the depression, the COVID depression didn't hit me before, but seasonal depression opened me up to depression in general, which I hadn't really experienced before. So it was like, okay, I went from seasonal depression to COVID depression to regular depression. Um, And so it was like a year of pretty much depression until we moved back. And um, yeah, I'm like, one thing that I really, really lost during that time was just literally moving. Like, I just was not moving like and it would always be something like when I I feel like when I would put in the effort to move like it would be so hard because it'd either be like oh there's ice on the ground or now there's a swarm of locusts outside literally we went through that while we were there or there's you know the the yeah, there's the Proud Boys that are like taking the metros and we live by a metro shot stop and the Proud Boys are running around or whatever. There's like always something. And so it just gets to a point where like even when you would put the effort, it would be difficult. And so you would just be like, whatever, I'm not going to do it. And so I got into such a habit of starting my day without movement, continuing my day without movement, because a lot of it's habit, right? You know, it's like you get into these habits of like walking at a certain time or doing a certain video at a certain time or getting together with your friends and moving or whatever it is. Um, even here, like when I, when I'm not thinking movement, 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 I'm often at a theme park. So I'm moving because I'm at a theme park, you know? So I'll do a theme park day and do like 18 to 20,000 steps and be like, oh yeah, like I didn't work out today, but it's like, well, cause you did that, you know? So yeah, it was just a very different situation up there. And I did not move a lot with the combination of winter and COVID going on. Um, So the goal is just to move in any way, shape or form and throughout the day and continuously and to enjoy it. Right. So there's not like, I'm not like really setting a set like amount of time or set um, like I'm going to do Pilates and then go lift and then do a run. It's more just like, what do I feel like doing in the moment? 
and like going out and just doing it. Even if it's just like stretching, like, cause I'm not feeling it. Okay, great. Then you can stretch and then you can walk. Like if nothing else, I can stretch, I can walk, you know? Um, but just finding new fun ways to move as well. And just exploring movement, exploring different movement in my body, what feels good, etc. I would love if COVID would calm the F down and I could like do some different, um, classes and stuff. Um, get back into dance because I used to be a dancer. So explore some different types of dance. I have not danced in forever. So my body's going to be like, what's happening? But yeah, just getting into stuff like that and trying different things. Actually, before COVID, Margot had talked to me because there is like a lightsaber class in Orlando where they literally... That you literally like, they're like, you know, let us know if you don't have your own lightsaber. No, I don't. One. I was like, this is bananas. But, it- <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like you can go there and like you use a lightsaber and they teach you the types of moves that they use in the Star Wars movies and you learn how to like do lightsaber work. And like if you go on TikTok and you put in like lightsaber, there are people who like no one study this or whatever and so she was like because she's you know not super into like a lot of organized like exercise but she was like okay I'll do this and I was like all right yeah we'll do that and we were getting ready to do that and then of course COVID happened but yeah doing something like that later this year if it's safe would be really cool just getting into like different types of movement and different types of things that you know either trying new things or just doing things that are simple and just being consistent with it moving throughout the day that is a big that's a big one to me like I'm trying to move as soon as I wake up so that, you know, that habit is there, but also just like stopping midday to be like, Hey, we don't have to sit at a desk all day. Like I make my own schedule. You know, there's no reason I can't go enjoy movement in the middle of the day. Cause a lot of times I'm like, I'll move in the beginning of the day and then sit and work all, all, all day, much longer than I anticipate usually. And then it's like evening and I'm too tired to move again or whatever, but I'm like, I need to remember to move throughout the day. So yeah, just movement in all its, shapes and forms to basically keep depression away that is pretty much my main and only personal goal this year but i would also like to read more than i did it's this past year because bananas oh, that, that i've read two books already this year and like i'm halfway through with the third and i read eight books last I'm year i'm doing so That's much silly. better yeah silly. yeah so last year i okay i thought i read more books than what i read I did not. So I was like looking at my, and I keep looking through, I've looked through it multiple times. There had times to be, to be more. Like, no, nope. there has to be more. But it it appears that I have only read like 15 books last year, which I think is the lowest amount of books felt, I've ever read. Felt. And then I'm like looking at my child, because uh, she uses a program called Biblinasium to yeah. log her books, etc. And I'm like, this is ghetto like what i'm doing right now is not okay it's it's poor terrible right. get me out of here the struggle life is not for me so i did i and i'm in, still trying to be intentional i still am not ready to read books by white males yet um so i won't be doing that still this is like my third or fourth year or maybe I don't fifth think year I did that. yeah i didn't do that this last this last year either i don't think um, i was even thinking about it this past year i know it i we talked about it and i made it the plan a few years back and i think one year i read only black women um and then i don't know that i just i guess i just haven't wanted to i'm okay i'm all right i just don't want to um, i'm glad i hope you guys are thriving i'm sure you're doing well i'm sure there's magic out there girl what are they know. even writing to be honest like, I haven't, honestly, I haven't really I heard They're anything that a white man has come out with. And besides, like, John Green, yeah, I'm like, John like, Green is just not a white man that I've, like, book, heard of. Like, a movie or something. I don't read his books anyway, so I don't has pay attention. Um, Stephen King, obviously, is always I'm dropping stuff. Because he's always on Twitter getting into drama. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not reading them, so I have no idea. Girl, I just Googled John <laughs> King because you confused me. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's this Jonathan name? Green. Um, um, anyway, I, yeah, so that's where I am. But I will say, yeah, so I'm. I don't know which of these books is new, but because it just lists his like best ones. Who cares? <laughs> I'm sure one If you of guys care enough, let us know. We won't read them, but like. That's the only white man that I, I know that, I mean, I, I know like yeah, the old guys. The, the you know, OG, but, but like, I don't know any like newer. And there's actually, yeah. Nope, still no. Uh, I was like, oh, I think I want to read. I, I have a book on my list that is about a white man, <laughs> but a white guy did not write it. It was a fiction, uh, The Gunkle. What is that? 
Oh, yeah. So I was like, I need something because I'm really encased yes, now. Yes. And so uh-huh. I need Don Conco to get me out of this funk because I like the first chapter of Case is recapping November 2016. <laughs> and I was mm, like, oh, this hurts so bad. Another thing that I'm going to do this year, like reading wise, is that works really well for me. And I, I don't know why I stopped doing it. I like to read multiple books at once. And I stopped doing that for whatever reason last year. And so and now I've good. already started doing it again because yeah. it just works really well for me. Because I will get bored sometimes with like the one. If a plot I don't gets, know why. Even if I'm yeah, enjoying it, it's just. Where it's just not yeah. moving. It's easy to like get into a funk with the book. So I definitely. Uh, yeah. So rather than just like, because I feel like what I would just do this past year is be in a standoff with it and be like, well, I'm not going to read you. But then not be reading anything else yeah, i'm like if no, i'm gonna I'm stand like, off okay, read really something else to bounce between yeah. two or three exactly and always come back to it um and like of course doing audiobooks is really helpful too but it's sad because last year i actually did do audiobooks I'm and i still, still not there really spiritually um but that's okay <laughs> i know they work for a lot of people i i really yeah i really like them for um yeah. if it's like a memoir podcast you have, they have me, are like, great it has me putting memoirs on my list yeah because what's interesting about it is like a lot of the times when you do the audiobook the audio version of the memoir you actually get more content that yeah. is not in the actual book that happens a lot from what i've seen so yeah i listened to a few last year um and i like whatever memoirs i do i don't even know what memoirs i'm gonna do this year because i feel like i did a lot of memoirs last year so i don't know if there's like any left over that i'm interested in but whatever memoirs i do if i do any i'll probably do those as audiobooks I don't like other books as audiobooks because I yeah. don't want to hear most people. Oh, doing I was going to say, I saw Ali Wong. I think I might read her book. So yes, that was I the one I thought of. Yet, and so I was that like, would you be probably one. haven't read it yet. So maybe check hers out because I definitely thumbed over that over the weekend. And I was like, maybe Ali Wong's because I find her entertaining. But yes, if you're reading books, let us know. Follow us on Goodreads. I'll put our links in the show notes so you guys can hang out and um, I hope that goal setting is going well for you. If you need personal kind of um, an in-depth depth uh, platform, hold on. I got to go. I, there is a um, <laughs> thing that I do every year. I'll put the link in the show notes oh, that I don't do every year, but I, I did it for like three years. And then 2020, for some reason I didn't do it. And then we got into a pandemic. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like uh, finding your, like there's a finding your word first. And then like the follow-up to that is like uh forgot what it's yes. called but i printed out this year my word is movement moving the body and moving <laughs> yes. forward um, period so That's i it. definitely recommend doing that practice because it's really good and easy thing to kind of do and it doesn't take a bunch of work um and it's a good reflection on the year before and then you get to do your next year and so uh, manifest your year that's what it's called so yes 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 i'll put uh, links yes. to the show notes on that because i completely forgot about it like i did it like several years in a row i was like oh this is my thing i like to do it and then I stopped doing it. And then we got into a pandemic. So I'm going to blame myself for not doing it. Yep. I'm going to do it this year. Um, so we'll put a link to the show, not, show notes for you guys to do that. But we will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, all you guys who are listening has been amazing. I will go through and read reviews this week. Um, Don't forget to review yes, on Spotify. Um, links in the show notes, etc. cetera. Uh, we'll be doing all those things. So thank you guys. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.